This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. All right, Galatians, we're going to uh, do part three. But if you have your Bibles, Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, and you're going to just stay in Galatians, and I'm going to give you a heads up. I'm going to ask you if you have enough courage, if you have a courage, towards the middle to late of my sermon, I'm going to ask you, can you tell me a promise, or say out loud a promise of God? Um, All right, so you could be one of your favorite ones. You could look on your phone while I'm preaching, but I'm going to be asking you, what are some promises of God that that maybe you rely on or, you, or encourages you or challenges you. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, for you have been called to live in freedom. That's what we sang about today. My brothers and sisters, but do not use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's powerful right there, powerful. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. But if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of, the de- of destroying one another. Verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide or lead your lives. Then you will not be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed, led by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation of the law. And the good news of Jesus Christ is is calling us to freedom. He's calling us, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, and do not use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. And so the challenge for us is to walk in the Spirit. People who try to love without relying on God's Spirit wind up trying to fulfill their own emptiness rather than sharing in their fullness. Walking in the Spirit is crucial, and we talked about So let me just go to, we talked about the what, We talked about the why, and uh, today I would like to talk to you about the how. How do we walk in the Spirit? How do we, how do you walk in the Spirit? Um, And I don't want you to answer that out loud, but how do you do it? What does that really mean? A lot of times I know that Ross sometimes, uh, I love Ross, and he's one of our elders, he challenges me like, he, when I preach a message, his mind is going like, how do I walk that out? What is the practicality of that? And it's tough sometimes. Sometimes we're talking about spiritual principles and things that, uh, you know, may be hard to grasp and maybe hard to put in a, in a, uh, a you know, PowerPoint with bullet points. And so today I'm going to attempt to do that. But even then, even after looking at it and praying over the message and trying to break it down, still trying to, uh, like, this is how you do this. Uh, but it's still hard. I can't, I can't necessarily put it in bullet point form. One of the things that I, I hope you know about our church is that we don't think um, that, you know, 
following Christ is just a formula. Like, if you could just do A plus B, then you'll get C. And sometimes we recognize in life that it gets a little bit more complex than that. But it's a million-dollar question. How do you walk in the Spirit? And, uh, you know, and as I already said, sometimes you maybe have heard me say or someone else say, well, let the Spirit lead you or let the Spirit control you. What does that actually mean? And, and sometimes it might be puzzling. Like, okay, I want to do that. I understand the what does it mean to walk in the Spirit. I understand the why I need to walk in the Spirit. But actually, how do, how do I do that? So that's, a, that's the million-dollar question for us today. Listen, I love this. How do you walk in the Spirit? You allow the Spirit to control you. Now, what does that mean? You allow the Spirit to control you by keeping your heart satisfied in God. I look back at my own life, and I realize how many times I've, the times I failed, and I could recognize that my heart wasn't satisfied in God. That all of a sudden there was this vacuum, and then all of a sudden I wanted to fill that vacuum, not the things of God. You walk in the Spirit, to you allow the Spirit to control you by keeping your heart satisfied. Or maybe put it another way, you walk in the Spirit when your heart is resting on the promises of God. Now, that word rest challenges me because I'm, I'm, I like to keep going. I don't, I'm, I'm not a person who just sits and rests. Um, and I found myself yesterday, I took a, a, a weird day. I actually took the time, day off. I didn't really do much, but then I found myself being restless. I kept thinking, well, what project can I do in the garage or, or something like that? And, I, and then, you know, I'm looking out the window like, is there something I could do outside? And, you know, of course it was raining and it kind of hindered me from going outside. But resting in the promises of God. The Spirit reigns over our, our carnal nature in our lives when we live by faith, the Bible tells us, in Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us, and is now working everything together for good. First, I think there's five steps that we can, we can do to understand and how to walk in the Spirit. So number one, Galatians 5, 6. It's right there in Galatians, if you look in the, in the Bible there. In Christ, Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is of any avail, but faith working through love. So I think one of the ways that we can Walk in the Spirit, the how, is faith walking through love. Genuine faith always produces love. So if, uh, as I said before, and it's, and it's linked back to part two and part one of our sermon, is that, you know, if, if you're finding difficult to love someone, it's because we're not linked to the Holy Spirit. We're not being led by the Holy Spirit. We're not being led by God. We have unconnected ourselves and when we are connected with God, one of the obvious fruits of being connected with God is love. But faith working through love, faith always produces love. Connection with God is faith in God always produces love. So if you find someone that you're struggling to love, ask the Lord to help you to get connected and walk in faith. And again, I know these are still kind of like Hard to grasp what I'm telling you. Hopefully it'll make sense at the end. And, uh, and, and so that, but no matter what, when we walk in faith, a, a product of that is love. Because faith pushes out guilt, fear, and greed and gives us an appetite 
When we walk in faith, it gives us an appetite to enjoy God's power and God's favor and God's way. So, uh, so again, if we're unlinked and we're not walking in faith, we start acting out in guilt, we start acting out in fear, we start acting out in greed, and, uh, and we find we're trying to fill this void uh, in those things instead of li- linking with God and allowing the God by faith to work in us and produce his love. Uh, Galatians 5.22 says, love is the fruit of the Spirit. So if love is what faith produces and love is a fruit of the Spirit, you may want to write this down, the way to walk by the Spirit is to have faith resting on the promises of God. It's, It's like when you have faith and you're resting on the promises of God, it's like being directly linked um, to God. It's, um, my mother-in-law is always having Wi-Fi issues with her laptop, and I don't know why I didn't think of this. I'm like, network cable. I'm going to get her a direct line to that modem uh, so that there's no, inter- it's kind of the same thing. So we want a direct line to God. We want a direct uh, connection with God so that we can walk in faith and it produces love. Resting on the promises of God. The second thing is, look at Galatians 5, 5 says, For though through the Spirit, by faith we wait. So for through the Spirit, by faith we wait for the hope of righteousness. So how do we wait for Jesus through the Spirit? By, we do it by faith. When you keep your heart focused on God and resting on his promises. By faith. So you might find yourself in a situation um, and you're going to maybe want to take things into your own matters or solve them in your own way. And maybe God is calling you to just chill, relax, rest in God's promises. Connect yourself to God in faith. Connect with God and rest. Relax. For through the Spirit, by faith, we wait for the hope of righteousness. Waiting is hard, isn't it? One of the toughest things I remember as a campus minister dealing with, with our students was especially our, our, our young ladies um, asking them to wait, wait on the Lord uh, to, to, with, to um, protect their bodies and their hearts and their relationship with Christ and not give in to the temptations that were so easily available on campus, and to wait uh, because they, they wanted to get married, or they, and that's hard. It's easier said than done, right? When you're married, you're telling people to wait. Um, and it's hard when the, the young lady turns uh, 25 or 30 and 35 and 40, and we have, uh, Rhea's been part of our ministry for a long time, and she, we know of students that love Jesus, and that waiting part was so hard. That waiting part was so hard. One of the things that really grieved us, our hearts, was when we would hear of someone who just absolutely loved Jesus when we knew them here and they were part of our fellowship and all that. And then uh, maybe five years down the road, we see them and, uh, and, and they're disconnected. They're no longer walking in faith. It's not producing love. So for through, for through the Spirit, Galatians 5.5, 5, by faith we wait for the hope of righteousness. How do we wait for Jesus? We do that through the Spirit, by faith. When we keep our hearts focused on God and resting in his promises, 
You're waiting through the Spirit and walking by the Spirit. The third thing, look at Galatians chapter 3, go a couple chapters back. Now, before faith came, we were confined under the law. So I love this. When you come to faith, just saying it, when you come to faith, it liberates a person from being under the law. And uh, Galatians 5.18 says, if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. So how do we seek to be led by the Spirit? And we do that by faith as we're trusting on the promises of God. So again, it still might seem a little ambiguous, but I'm telling you that if, if you want to walk in the Spirit, you have to, by faith, connect to God by faith, wait and rest in his promises. And so I ask you to, to think of some promises. And in a second, I'm going to ask you to say some of them. What are the promises that you can rest in? That when you read them and hear them and place them in your heart, and this just, it just gives you a moment of pause. By meditating on the trustworthiness of God's promises until our hearts are free from fretting, from getting nervous, from guilt, and from grief. Now, I'm not going to talk about this too much. But the whole time I'm reading and going over my sermon over and over again, I don't know if you've heard, um, I don't know if you've watched, but the news about Ravi Zacharias. Anybody who's been listening? So if you guys know who Ravi, Ravi was one of our stellar apologetics. I probably have six of his books in my office, and uh, we just just looked up to Ravi Zacharias. I first got hint of some, some things that didn't, weren't right a couple years ago when an article came out that uh, Ravi never really attended Oxford University, and in my books, because I have older versions, you know, he talks about when I was at Oxford and when he was at Oxford, so he wasn't, um, he wasn't being truthful. They finally admitted it to that. They admitted that. And uh, so they had to reprint the books and take those, those lines out. Uh, then I heard about a, a year ago that there was a sexual misconduct lawsuit. It was settled out of court and it was kept uh, sealed. And the ministry, probably like me, figured, okay, this is just someone who might be uh, misunderstood something. I trusted the ministry was doing the right thing. Now, during this time, Ravi's suffering from a, a terminal illness, um, and sometime last year, he passed away. But turns out they continued to do the investigation, and, and the, our Ravi Zacharias ministry did further investigation and found out that, um, indeed, uh, it was worse than we imagined. Uh, he... I don't know how you do this, but he, um, he owned a couple of massage parlors in Atlanta. I don't know how you get away with that as a minister. It's kind of like one right here, right here by, uh, on Monroe Street, which is probably not really a massage parlor. I, so I, every time I go by there, I pray. I said, Lord, if there's any um, sex trafficking, Lord, make it obvious. Lord, you know, I'm always looking at the back door to see if there's a young, a young lady there. And I don't know. I'm just guessing, and so I'm not going to name the name, but it's very difficult to think that it's really, truly a place to get a massage when you just see pickup trucks coming in, going, you know, business suits going in and out. I'm like, you know, it's not like 
This one right here is a, a really nice, fancy place. That they, they absolutely do massages. So, Ravi, I keep thinking to myself, brother, what happened? What happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. I know what happened because as a man, I understand the battles that we go through as men is not an easy one, especially today when everything's so accessible. So accessible. So when I say rest in his promises, I'm telling you, not that I've mastered it by any means, and I still have many years of life to, to continue to connect by faith in God and stay connected and resting in his promises. So is Ravi's Sinful downfall, believable? Yes. I don't have to look too far to see how easy it is for what he did. Now, how he got away with it is hard. I don't know how he did that. But the fact that he did those things is believable. Because when we're not living, and we're not living in the spirit, we're not pushing away the carnal nature, the carnal desires. See, remember. And, um, and I imagine, Austin, you deal with this with Teen Challenge. It's like, it's like, I know what I was. I know what I'm capable of. Remember a couple, years, a couple weeks back, a couple months back, we talked about if you can dream it, you can believe it. Well, there's some dreams that, that, that would not glorify God, and, and I could live that life. If I can think about it, then I can do it, right? I mean, usually we say those things for, like, athletic uh, feats like if you can believe it, you can do it. Well, there's some things I I had in my head that it, that if it's there, then I can live out. And so the promises of God. So this is where it becomes to me uh, realistic that as I continue to stay close to God by faith, and 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 as a, a fruit of that, as I'm walking in producing love, not selfishness. It's easy to, to judge Ravi from 250 miles away, but I get it. I get it. And, and I know you may not want to hear this from your pastor, but I, I know how he could go down that road. It's as simple as disconnecting to God. It's disconnecting to the cross. It's all of a sudden trying to you believe your prideful self. You remember in the first sermon series is the three battles that we're fighting? You know, it's the devil, it's the culture, and the enemy within. And if you're not dealing with this one, this is the worst one. This is the worst one. You know, he, you know the culture might, you know, put you in prison. They might do this, but they can't take your, your soul. You know, devil, all he does is just puts the heat lamp. You know, we all, uh, a lot of ministers talk about the universities. Like, it's the devil's playgrounds. Like, no, all it is, all it is, is just a big heat lamp. Florida State is just a big heat lamp where it just loosens up the muscles to do whatever you want to do. So we talk about kids being, you know, they, they lose their, 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 their souls on campus. No, no. It happened before that. It just, the, the big heat lamp just loosened it up for them to go do what they want to do. Disconnected. So, um, 
it is more than just singing about it, and we sang about it today. Like, we got, we got, we got, you know, we're free, and we're free. It's like, no, man, you got you to gotta be connected to the Holy Spirit through faith, produces love. And if you know you're not producing love and it's selfish, that something's not right. The fourth thing is Galatians 3.5. I believe it's the clearest of the, the steps. Does he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by works or by hearing of faith? The Spirit does his awesome work in us and through us by faith. We are made full by faith in Christ alone. So the way to walk by the Spirit, not to fulfill the desires of the flesh, is to hear incredible promises of God and trust them. Can you name them? Don't name them out loud yet. Can you name some awesome promises? So I wrote a few, and then maybe, hopefully, I, I won't uh, erase yours that you thought. Second Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Okay? So what does that mean? He's like, Lord, I don't have a lot of faith but I'm going to walk in faith and stay connected. And I know when I stay connected, it produces unselfish love, not selfish love. 2 Timothy 2.13. How about 2 Thessalonians 3.3? The Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. So I trust and I rest in that. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 1 Corinthians 1.9. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Does anybody else have another one? Just say, yeah, I, I, I love this promise. Let's not all go at the same time. Okay. Amen. So those who hope in the Lord, what? Yes. Anybody else? Say that again. <laughs> That's what I was going to pick. Say it again. Say it again. That's a powerful verse, especially in light of what we just said. We rest in his promises. If we, are, if we confess our sins, read it again, Patrick. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's a promise I rely on. I rest in. In other words, I need to walk out in confession. Lack of confessing our sins once another is a sign of pride. It's not a product of, of walking in faith. It's a, it's a product of walking in our self. So when we don't confess our sins, we're not walking in a product of faith. It's, it's pride. 
It's because I'm trying to give you a, a pre, I'm trying to give you a, a facade of giving you this perception that I am something that I'm not. So that's a promise that's true that we need to rest on. Because if we don't confess our sins, we're not walking in faith connected to God as a product of love. Anybody else? One other or two other promises that we can stand on. Powerful. So, sometimes, and I've, done, I've been there, sometimes I don't feel anything towards God. Just like, not necessarily numb, but almost like numb. You know, circumstances, life, and numb. So I, I, I literally try to, I don't, I haven't mastered this. There are times where I do not flesh this out. But I trust in God's promises. God is faithful. We talked about that in Daniel. Remember that? We read previously that God warned the people of Israel. He's a God of his word. He keeps his word. So when I'm, when I'm feeling numb or dead, or not feeling anything to God, I, I ask the Lord to help me to walk by faith, not by feeling. Walk by faith. There are a couple times in my history, I know this, you don't want to hear this from your pastor, but there were times where I, I did not want to live by God's commands. I, I didn't want to do that circumstances and situations were availing themselves and I thought you could just tell it was like it was like um, you know and again I'm just because Austin's here and he works with Teen Challenge it's almost like um, it's almost like uh, being tested with drugs or alcohol and I could I could feel myself all of a sudden remembering remembering the flavor of that that alcohol one time we had a lady at her house for Thanksgiving, and Robin made a, um, a sweet potato casserole, and she puts a little um, cooking wine uh, in, in it. And, and all of a sudden, the lady just backs off, and she goes, is there alcohol in this? I said, yes, it's, but it's all, burnt, it's all burnt out. You know, it gets cooked out. She goes, yeah, but it's the taste. And I, I, could, I could sense immediately she was connected to a past. And, and we all go through that, don't we? we, get, we all, if, if we're honest, all right? It, uh, you know, on Wednesday nights, we talked about God's at work, talked about food, and you know, so it, there's a connection. You have to walk by faith, rest in his promises. And I remember one, one big spiritual battle I was going through, I rest on the promises that, that I didn't want to deny Christ. Because if I deny Christ, then I get denied. I rested on that promise. It wasn't just like he was going to win my battle promises. That's, I think that's easy for all of us, to, those promises. He's going to knock down those walls for us. Well, some other promises like, hey, man, make the right choice. If not, you're going you're gonna to pay by your own doing. 
So I want to get connected. I want to be walking in faith. I want to, I want to honor the Lord. And a product of is love, selfless love. Walking in the spirit is selfless love. Now, I know there's lots of reasons for, uh, people weren't able to come to church, but I'm really grateful that you came because I know like, like a day-to-day, like it was pouring down rain. I'm like, you know what? You're, you're walking by faith. You're coming in. You're going to fight the weather, and, and you're here, and I appreciate that. Therefore, if you confess your sins once another and pray for one another that you may be healed, the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And my heart breaks for whether Ravi had an opportunity or he chose not to, I don't know, but I... I hope you're in an atmosphere. I hope you have people in your life that you can say, hey, pray for me. I'm struggling in this area. I, I pray that you think Mosaic Church is that kind of place. Because I believe that we are. Galatians 2.20, finally. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer, Galatians 2.20, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by what? Faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Who is the Christ who lives in Paul? He's the Holy Spirit. Galatians 4.6 says this, the Spirit of God's Son has been sent into our hearts and how According to Galatians 2.20, Paul walks in the spirit. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Day by day, the apostle Paul trusts the Son, Jesus. And day by day, he places his cares on God. And as a result of placing his care and resting in his promises, walking by faith, he is freed from the life of guilt and fear and greed and selfishness. So I do find that to be totally true, that when I walk in the Spirit and I'm connected to God, I'm, be, I'm allowing Him to lead me, I find that the desires of the flesh are at bay. And the desire to walk in the Spirit and in His love uh, as a product of that love, we walk in, in victory. So one of the things that we need to do is stop trying to fill the emptiness of our lives with a million things the world offers to put into our souls. And, I, and I'm asking you to just trust and rest in God. Rest in God. Some people might be in marriage troubles. And um, the Holy Spirit is telling you right now, just rest. Don't do anything rash. You might be in financial issues. Rest. Just rest. Connect with God. Rest and trust in his promises. Trust in his promises. One of the biggest challenges, and that's why, you know, um, uh, sometimes, um, and again, you know, Bryce is not writing these songs. He's singing them. But, but sometimes the songs, I believe, I, I, sometimes the back of my head is like, that's not totally true, you know. Um, and I know what they're trying to say, and it's artistic, and it's poetic, and, and sometimes I'm too literal. But I, I just want to make, you sh- make sure that, you know, um, that the promises that you rest on are based on God's word, all right? Not necessarily a song that we sing. They're awesome. But we want to go to the source in the word, the promises that we rest on. So fight the faith. 
Fighting the fight of faith is fought with the promises of God. One of my old, I remember reading this in in college, uh, George Mueller wrote, the first thing to be concerned about every morning was not how much I want to serve the Lord or how much I want to glorify the Lord, but how much my soul can be in a restful state. My inner man might be nourished in the promises of God. George Mueller, in his autobiography, learned the secret of walking by the Spirit is meditating on the precious truths of the Word of God until your heart is filled and is in a restful state. Let's pray this morning and say, God, help us to be that, that, that church. Help us to be that person. Help us to be that kind of people. Heavenly Father, we say thank you, Lord, and Again, it might not be easily put into bullet points. But Lord, we do want to rest in your promises. We want to walk in the Spirit, connected to the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we know that a product, a fruit of that is love. Lord, help us to keep an eye on the fruit because that will reveal the root. And I pray, God, that you would help us to walk in faith and rest in your promises. Lord, we love you, and I pray for our church. Lord, I pray that this would be a place where people could confess their sins one to another. None of us here, not myself, no one on the, none of the elders, none of us have arrived. None of us are perfect. We all have idiosyncrasies and shortcomings and challenges. But Lord, we know where to go to rest in faith, And Lord, we want to walk in love, walk in your spirit. Lord, we say thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Amen. And I pray, God, that you would walk in the spirit and his love. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurch.com. TLH.com.